Welcome to Empowering XX, a podcast about strong women across different disciplines and how they're making a difference. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Empowering XX. Today, we sit down with the studio manager and coach at Orange Theory Fitness, Fort York in Toronto. Some say she's the reason they work out, as she's definitely known for her energy and positivity that she brings to your day. Her ascension to the role of studio manager is an interesting one, and we'll talk about her journey from accepting that she will not be a professional dancer, to a brief but somehow meaningful stint in bartending, to inhaling a personal training textbook and taking a business course at York University. All key ingredients for making V. Nicola Jalian, beloved coach and studio manager. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm nervous. Don't be. You're going to be great. Um, your hair looks great, Thanks as always. My hair looks, yeah. is actually the most greasy. No, it's beautiful. Okay, beautiful. I'm sorry we can't get your outfit changes it's okay. on camera. We, we can should talk, just mention, we can mention them. Yeah, whenever and you change. Outfit and outfit change. Outfit number two. Nicole is taking off her top and putting on a new one. <laughs> or adding Cue a cardigan. extra listeners. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's that kind of podcast. It's that kind of podcast. It's turned um, into that. But yeah, thank you for being my first guest. Thank you for having me. I'm honestly <laughs> honored. Like, well, I was thinking I, of strong, independent women to have on. I was like, I have one I see three, four times a week, minimum. Who? <laughs> has a cool voice. Has a podcast-ready voice. Actually, can you tell us what you did to prepare your voice for the podcast? Oh, for today? Yeah. Um, what did I do? I made sure I only screamed okay. the last three days leading up to this. Yeah. And you um, just coached two. Like, I did yeah. just coach two classes. Yeah. I have had zero sips of water yet okay. today. Um, mostly coffee, a Red Bull, and minimal sleep. So Is that the recipe that's what for, I did just for the voice. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Voice. Um, yeah. Recipe, recipe for this. And here Any we are. Vocal coaches, why, like listening to this. Yeah, vocal coaches have a field day with this. <laughs> like, get this crowd here. Okay, so the first question yes. I have for you, Nicole, Ask away. is a very basic one. It's mm-hmm. how did you get into this career of being? What brought you to the Nicole you are today? Essentially, oh, so much. Um, no, how did, how did we get here yes. today? What a Being great question. Being a studio manager of Orange Theory Fitness Fort York. Yeah. A coach. Yeah. And also an inspiration for all of us. <laughs> Seriously, all the members Whoa. love you. Okay, <laughs> They're like amazed <laughs> okay. at how, how many names you can remember. Yeah, That's customer also service harder is than notch. it looks. I feel like I try really hard to play that off easy. I'm like, no, no, That's no. That's what we're here for. We want to know the back end. But now it's just as me out when I don't know someone's name. I'm like, no, no, you can't be here and I don't know you. Who are you? Um, okay, well, let's go back then. How did we get here, really? Well, um, I was kind of born and raised a dancer. My mom owns a dance studio in Ottawa, so had four daughters, too. So naturally, Perfect. just dance, <laughs> dance, 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 um, which was obviously great growing up. Three out of the four of us kind of continued it through to the end of high school. Um, at the time, like, I always wanted to pursue dance. That's what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. My passion was there. So what kind I, of dance? Sorry, if you don't. So growing up, I did kind of a mix of everything. Ballet, jazz, contemporary, hip-hop. Hip-hop was what I was the worst at. Oh. But <laughs> but I could hold it down. Um, yeah, tap. I don't know if I said tap already. Um, musical theater, kind of all, I grew up in a, it was a competitive dance studio, so we competed, um, which also was 
kind of where I think it's funny thinking about that now, like perform. I always love performing. And I think, and I'll talk about this a little more later, but I think that's also why I almost wanted to continue to pursue dance. I don't know that it was necessarily dance itself, but I love performing. Like I love being on stage. I, I don't know. I love like learning new choreography like that stuff was all really fun for me. Um, just the feeling that you get to being on there with other people and feeling good about it and whatnot. So that was always fun. So I moved, I applied, went to, uh, for Alvin Ailey in New York, got in, went, never even really questioned it. Like that's what I wanted to do. Family was extremely supportive, which I will forever be grateful for. Um, so I moved to New York. I did a three year certificate program there. Um, stayed a fourth year on just, um, an artist visa. So I, could work in my field, although I was working under the table as a hostess, but don't, don't tell New York. Um, <laughs> New York, if New you're York listening. New York, if you're listening. Um, and then I was kind of a in a position where I could either apply for a visa um, and then continue to work there or move back. And at this point too, and we can kind of touch on this a little bit later, but I don't know that I was necessarily passionate still about dance and that for a long time was a bit of a hard pill to swallow it's always what I did and I did love it and was like talented and could have probably done so much but and a lot of these things you don't notice until after kind of but I like you know would rather go to the gym than go to take class or go to auditions just didn't feel like fun and exciting for me I mean everyone would say they're not necessarily fun but you do it because that's the grind and that's the hustle and you're a freelance artist, right? Like you gotta put yourself out there. And I don't know, it was a weird kind of disconnect. I loved networking, I loved talking to people, I loved doing all of that stuff, but I just didn't feel kind of that passion to do it with dance, um, which is a bit of a hard pill to swallow. But anyways, that kind of resulted in me not applying for my visa. It's also really pricey and not being 100% confident that's what I wanted, it wasn't really worth that. Um, so I moved back to Ottawa for like a month and then I moved to Toronto. Um, and then, yeah, I was, I had a hard time, again, still like grappling with what to do, what I wanted to do. Still, I also hadn't gone to school for anything, right? So I'm like, there really isn't an alternative for me here. Like I kind of just have to dance or I'm gonna have to go back to school. Like those are kind of my two buckets of options here. Um, so I moved here, my boyfriend at the time was a dancer as well. So he was able to kind of get me into you know, random opportunities, small gigs, did a couple things here. Um, and then again, same thing. Like I would just find myself going to the gym, like rather than going to take class. And um, yeah, maybe two years into me living here, I was working at a bar. I was like, I just need to change. Like I, this is just not what I want to do. So I applied for Orange Theory and literally like, went on Indeed and was like fitness jobs. And it was mm -hmm. like Orange Theory Fitness, sales associate or membership educator, it says on Indeed. And I was like, okay, I don't really know what that is. Or like, you've never done like Orange fitness. Theory. Never done Orange Theory, never, never even heard of Orange Theory. So yeah, I applied, um, like reached out to me. I, you know, did like the phone interview. I was actually so scared. Anyways, and then they were like, you should go do a class, like see if you like it. I was like, yeah, good point. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up, I went to do a class at Bloor West. I ended up signing up there because I loved it so much. No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I signed up as a member, didn't tell them. 
ended up getting hired here. Also didn't know I was the first employee. This location wasn't even open yet. Yeah. All of this was unknown to me, right? I'm just like, okay, apply for this job. Um, but it's cool. So I've really been able to kind of grow up with this company or with this location. Yeah, so I signed up for a membership there, got hired. I'm like, great. And it wasn't like until a couple of weeks in to me having worked here, we're like building Ikea furniture. This was still Scotiabank. Yeah. Um, so like building some Ikea furniture just so we could work in the Scotiabank space. And I uh, was sitting there, I'm just like, so uh, I just have to tell you something. <laughs> I'm like, I actually signed up as a member at Fort West. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> So, love the product though. <laughs> Excited to work here. So, I kept my membership and I mean, it worked out. We weren't open, right? Yeah, for mo- many months after that. So, work out, yeah. at this point, I had moved to, I was closer to the Bloor West location. So, was a member there for a couple months and then canceled my membership when, when we opened. I hope so. <laughs> uh, no, I actually am still a member there. Yeah. No. Um, so, that's kind of how I got the job in the first place. Um, since then I've just, I don't know. I feel like I've just not gotten lucky. I know I, I work hard oh, yeah, and I obviously love hours, and I do and yeah. I work. Yeah. But it helps. I don't know. It almost feels like a blur. hundred yeah. percent. And I can't, sometimes I can't believe it's been four years. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I'm going on. Yeah. Literally four years here, which is wild. Um, the coaching piece though is always, is a bit of a funny story too. So I never, coaching was never even in my route. Like I was not even thinking but what I kind of workouts did you like before do doing on my Orange own? Theory? Yeah, before even doing Orange Theory, you Honestly, came here. I, like, I love the gym, but what were you doing? I that's a great question. I don't even really know what I was. I was doing things that made me feel good. And again, like I, I, it always was interesting. And this is always kind of, and I'll touch on this a little bit later. I've always had like little, like bits of like imposter syndrome, and I know a lot of people have that, but. I, I, having a background in dance, I knew a lot and I could feel a lot of things, but I've never had, well, until now, but I, at that time, like just didn't have, I wasn't educated in like what things were and why that was all happening, but I could feel it and I could understand posture and form now. And like all of that made sense on my body. I just didn't know how to speak to it or why or what things were. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was like kind of kind of my experience at the gym. I'm like I know, like what well, I would do like your like deadlifts and yeah. like presses and whatnot. Like I'd row, I'd see people doing things. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I would try once. I'm like, okay, I feel that. Don't even really know what it's called, but like I feel that. So I would just put together some workouts for myself. At the time, I would I'm not gonna say run. I would pretend to run pretend. on the treadmill sometimes. I would walk a little bit. I, back in the day when I was living in New York, would do, uh, if you know Kayla, it's science, it's science, it's CNS. Oh yeah. yeah. The the bikini body guide. Yeah. That was her first. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Now sweat. I would do some of her workouts. So kind of just plucked from what she saw. Also having a bit of a creative background too. I was able to kind of put together something that felt good. Like made some choreography. (laughs) Yeah. Workout. It's always a performance. (laughs) Um, Outfit changes in the gym. Outfit changes in the gym. Oh, cute outfit change. Yeah, right now, right now we're going <laughs> to do, it's time for Nicole's first outfit this change. This is my first outfit change. Hair and makeup. <laughs> Elmine. Yeah, come back. <laughs> um, powder my nose. Bring me my sweater. Um, but yeah, I would, so going back to Kayla, I would, she always had this like, her cardio days were like 40 minutes of walking at like four miles per hour at like 4% or something like that. 
Um, so I would do that a lot for, again, I didn't always understand the benefits of things, but I knew obviously that must be good because yeah. she did that. And, um, and you, it seems like you enjoyed, you were mixing it up and you enjoyed yeah, what Yeah. And doing. I enjoyed what that I was, was doing and I felt good. Like I, yeah. So that was the goal at the time. Um, and yeah, it was just that kind of conscious choice to, you know, go to the gym versus going to dance and that over time I was just like, yeah, I need to do something I think in this and understand it a little bit more. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, when kind of coaching came about here, um, again, I had no formal background in fitness per se. Um, you were just fit. And I was just fit. <laughs> you were I just fit. Just, no, yeah. <laughs> well. Step one. <laughs> Step one. Um, so I'm working here, sales associate, enjoying it too like I've never worked at, obviously didn't have a sales background either and had never worked but I I mean I'm like outgoing it's fun for me like I you know I honestly didn't hate cold calls either shockingly um and so that was just that was comfortable with that and didn't really honestly want to coach in the beginning and it wasn't necessarily that wasn't an option at first and then when we started to hire coaches around here they were uh doing an open mic kind of audition and they were like you should just go just come with us and like maybe pop the mic on you don't have to coach I'm like I'm not gonna go to the open mic audition just for fun right they're like just come like I'm still the only sales associate really right so I'm just like and you were open at this time right no we were not open at this time so closed um and I was like I really just and I'm I don't know I was comfortable I was comfortable doing what I was doing and I was like maybe down the line um and again you know a little nervous anxious not having a formal background I'm like what am I who's gonna listen to me right like I have no idea what I'm doing so anyways show up to the open mic audition pop the mic on I'm so nervous and uh I mean I think I blocked it out maybe didn't I don't even it couldn't have felt good for me but they were like and the woman who kind of let it was like she has to coach like you have to put her on mic and I was like I'm just not ready like you're ready so I ended up getting certified as basically quickly as possible um just did like the online because that's important to be a a coach (laughs) yeah Yeah. to be like certified somehow yeah somehow um so yeah study hard for a couple I did no not camp I did a uh, NCCPT at the time, okay. which I think now is like NASM or some, or IS. Oh, the American ones. Yeah. Okay. The online quick ones. Because <laughs> we were opening in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that one. Um, I was like confident I wasn't going to pass. Like I went to the front, so I've written it at some location in Mississauga or something like that. And I went to the front and like, I think it was a Friday. And I was like, as she's putting it in, I'm like, so just wondering if you have any availability on Monday for me to like write this again. again. She's like, yeah. She's like, but you passed though. And I was like, what? She's like, no, you passed. I was like, no, no. Also, I think, I don't think I was ready to. You weren't mentally coach. I was not, well, I was not mentally accepting it. I also just, it all happened so fast. And I don't know. Anyways, here we are. Started coaching day one, have grown a lot, learned a lot over the last four years. Um, it is a bit intimidating and, and I can laugh about it now and it's like, you know, it all happened so fast when it was a blur and all of a sudden I'm certified in doing this and haha. But it it's intimidating not feeling the most confident, right? Like if someone were to ask me something, I wouldn't necessarily know how to answer it. I beast it through 
a textbook just basically trying to memorize words so that I could answer them on the test. And I don't know, that's, that's always been a little bit intimidating. And then you have people like yourself coming in that obviously have such a, but I started you know, the same better way now. I know. So I'm better. Not like it's better part. now, but back then too, right? No, <laughs> you danced your whole life. No, let's no. see what you got. No, no I said not the, you guys part. can't see this, but, uh, Ines is doing the splits right now. Yeah. As I'm interviewing. <laughs> yeah. She's multi-talented. Um, but yeah, at the time too, though, like we had people coming in even just to in, like to apply to be a coach and had a like way deeper understanding and background and, like wouldn't get the job necessarily because they can't like, perform. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, I was literally gonna say like, there is a performance aspect. To I it. know, and I was able show. to do that, and uh, yeah, but it's yeah, that's always been something I've that that's been a like big kind of mental challenge for me over the years too. Even in the beginning, like with the sales role, I'm like I really have no idea what I'm doing. Like it's full on fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's, and then you get obviously a deeper understanding of things and you understand why and then you start to grow but I've all, I've felt like that kind of every step of the way like even when I was promoted to ASM like the the step made sense but I'm like okay I'm assistant studio manager I'm like I don't have a business background like I don't really know everything that's going on behind the scenes I can understand the processes and I've been doing it all I know all the information so I could relay that and you know but, and then same thing with even becoming studio manager. I'm like, whoa, okay, now so I actually have to lead the team. So how long have you been the studio manager? So studio manager I've been since January of this year. And how did you feel when you got that promotion? Uh, nervous for sure. Also, lead, like managing is a really unique role and challenging. Like leading a group of people, different personalities, in this case too, like, full-time but part-time not this is not a career for a lot of people dealing with different personalities like it is a really unique job man shout out to people who manage like big teams I got honestly nervous to be like hey guys like is the class checked in and because of that too I would do a lot of things myself just because I was nervous to kind of ask somebody to do that that I've learned like I've learned a lot about managing within the, I would say the last like six, seven months rather than like when I actually got promoted that first time to ASM. And here we are. Here we are. And I love the new team. My job. (laughs) I love the new team. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. I'd say this overall is, has, is the strongest team that we've had. I think yeah. it, it, it's all about leadership. And I think you and Ian, who is yeah. the head coach and also the owner yeah. of Orange Theory Fitness, yeah. Fort York, yes. to drop the full name, um, I think it trickles down from from that, like, quality of leadership. So you guys, I mean, you guys, and I wanted to ask you also, like, your relationship with Ian in terms of, like, running the, the team. Yeah. I know I see you guys work out together. Like, you have... Um, like, you have a certain bond to be able yeah. to lead a strong team <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, we've known each other a while. Yeah, you've known each other a yeah. while. You've grown together, yeah. like, working um, on this business. And For sure. I think that also rubs off on us. Like, we see, like, whenever we have meetings, like, we see how well, um, it was a well-oiled machine. Like, you're both on top of it. You're both very enthusiastic mm, yeah. about the product. Yeah, <laughs> and about the product, and, yeah. and this whole, like, community. Um, so on your end, like... 
what's something that's necessary or you found is crucial, a crucial component that's helped you be a better leader? Great question. A couple of things. I'd say patience is big and that is hard sometimes. Also, I'm not just coming in as a manager, management background. Yeah, you've so done I'm all like, the okay, essay work, I've done all yeah. the things. It's been really hard, a hard thing for me. Not like everyone does a great job of what they do, but it's been a hard thing for me to just sit back and almost let people make mistakes and be, and be able to correct that after in a positive way um, and not make people feel bad about mm-hmm. things that they've done. It would be easier for me to just do things, right? Like, what's something yeah. being done wrong? I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just do it. Um, I'd say that's crucial. Also makes them feel better supported, being able to learn, not just being like, oh, you're not doing it wrong. I'll just do it. Yeah. Um, that's been a big thing. I'd be curious to hear what other people think. Of your leadership? <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's hard for me to talk about my own leadership. I don't even. Well, I mean, you can see. Yeah. Like, we haven't crashed and burned. <laughs> We're oh, still yeah, yeah. open. Um, yeah. So I can tell you for a fact that you seem like you're on top of it, at least, without you having to go into detail about imposter syndrome. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming some people that are in your position or in higher positions uh, yeah. on a team experience that to a certain degree. For sure, yeah. But because of your voice, it's also your voice, too. Like, you exude this this confidence. So if you weren't to talk about all that imposter syndrome, like, she has... She has it all together. Yeah, 100%. But deep down, everyone is like, especially when you're in your 20s, you look at everyone around you or who's older than you or in higher positions, and you think, oh, they clearly know what they're doing. I'm just here, like, faking it until I make it. But it's not... Instead of saying faking it until you make it, it's literally just a learning curve. Yeah. That's that's all it is. And, And like, you've made it here somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And somehow you're still holding down the fort. The Fort yeah. York. <laughs> Being able to run your team, like you are always there to support your team. And mm-hmm. even the little things, like, can I get you a coffee? Do you need anything from Love Lesson? <laughs> um, so never want to be happy yeah. all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I think it comes with a balance. Like what are, what are kind of the boundaries that you had to set for yourself? Like given that you felt that way about, you know, that imposter syndrome, what are things that you were trying to do to overcompensate that you kind of have to dial back now kind of that that need to do everything for everybody because it would make their jobs easier a a little bit I'm like no one will learn by me doing everything Mm -hmm. and that would like that's a boundary that I and that's what's harder than it seems like in theory I'm like okay I just delegate tasks and they'll just do them but it's it's hard to sit back and I also I feel like if things aren't done right away, they're just not going to get done. I will literally sit at home, like, with mind, body open, like, refreshing classes and being like, it's not checked in yet, it's not checked in yet, it's not checked in yet. And I'm like, Nick, like, borderline about to message a group being yeah. like, no one checked in the class. I'm like, the class started five minutes ago. Give them a minute, right? Yeah. Like, I know that there's, like, heart rate monitors that need to go out, probably intros, like, not, like, it will happen. And I, I need to, I don't not trust that it will. I just... I'm sitting there like, why isn't it done yet? You know? It's so, so funny how, yeah. like, these small things that make the studio run, it's interesting to see, like, your perspective on it. Like, I would never have thought in a million years that you would be worried about check-ins. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, Me neither, honestly. the importance of them. Yeah, like, those are, that's that's an interesting I know. <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, you're sitting there and I was like, oh. Or, like, an email in the inbox. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's been five minutes. 
how has nobody answered that yet? And I'm like, okay, Nick, sit back for a sec, right? Like, there's only one person here now. There's a class going on. There's an intro in the class. They have a million other things. Could be on the phone, like, but I, that's been a bit, yeah, that's definitely been a, an obstacle or a battery. I need to be like, okay, relax. Yeah, and it also comes from the fact that you love this job so much and like you've yeah. been before this and something I didn't know either that you are a member and like yeah you're like well into the orange theory cult yeah so <laughs> what yeah what cult <laughs> the cult <laughs> um so in terms of like work-life balance how does that how, how do you try to navigate that oh I don't I have a work no life balance I'm just kidding um that's also been a bit of an obstacle for me and I really really love it here does not bode well for me in my work-life balance um i'm not great at taking breaks like if that if it means like if i have to be here for 13 hours a day i'd be happy to do that i'd be miserable probably and it's not good for anyone else um but i just it's kind of that incessant need to make sure everything's like happening right and if I want to know what's happening even if I'm not involved even if I'm not talking to anyone about it even if it's just sitting at home I'm like let me just see what the day looked like I'm like like I need to actually just turn off mm-hmm. my orange theory brain and like go do other things but then it feels weird to me coming back after like a day off and being like oh, I feel like it's been a week like what did I miss I'm like you know what the day was smooth everyone knows it's trusting everyone else um yeah my work-life balance is something I need to work on um <laughs> myself personally do you think that comes from like that whole imposter syndrome a little thing? bit yeah. yeah I really now I need to work on it more internally like I in the past probably would have messaged a group on days like that and been like hey guys like hope everyone's having a good day just notice check-in wasn't done can you do that now I'm like okay I can do that on my own I won't say anything I know it's going to be done but I'm still at home like refreshing obviously not as much anymore I'm getting better but I definitely need to work on like just turning it off I don't need to I don't need to be involved in every single thing that happens every single day yeah and I know that but it's hard it's a learning it's process. hard it's it is a learning part of process it. yeah because now that you have more of a senior position it's just about like you said delegating letting things certain yeah. things go and it's better for everyone yeah so something I'm still working on I did want to go back to that New York mm-hmm um, let's go back thing. So you mentioned something, um, when you, like you said, it was a hard pill to swallow when you're talking about your time in New York and mm-hmm. how everyone expected you kind of to be that dancer. Like your family yeah. was being supportive. Um, so I know like the work renewing your work visa or your artist visa, mm-hmm. you said part of it was like, yeah, it's really expensive if I'm not going to be 110%. Yeah. But what was your thought process behind that? Like knowing that coming to terms with not wanting to be a professional dancer anymore, given that you've invested so much time. Yeah. Like, literally everyone in your family knows about it. Yep. And they're like, yeah, Nicole's going to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. You were, you thought that was the path for mm-hmm. you. What was your thought process when you're like, Oh, this is, isn't what I want to do. I need to find another. Well, it was about path. a, it was like a three year thought process of basically okay. knowing that it was my, the year that I spent after school in New York, is when I really kind of understood that that's, I always kind of felt, even the years I was in school, like my mom would call me, my aunt would call me like, oh, I saw that this person, like this 
famous dancer hosted a class like you did you go I'm like no and it everyone else would jump on that right like mm-hmm. even some people we knew like from a they came to teach at my mom's studio I maybe knew them well and like just didn't want to go to their class and didn't feel good didn't feel right and I had none of that fully really at the time I was just like why am I I'm being lazy really I'm like, I should just go to the class, right? It's a dance class. I, I dance. I love dance. Why am I not wanting to do this? I'm just lazy. Freelance, you know, creating my own schedule. I'm like, nah, it doesn't feel right. Um, and it wasn't kind of until that year off or the one year I had after school where I was like, okay, I just don't think I want to dance at all. Like, unless I was going to, and maybe I just didn't want to work for it. I don't know. I mean, I, but I love to work, so I don't think that was it yeah, either. it had to be, like, a motivation. But it was, thing, like, yeah. I'm, like, unless someone were to just drop an opportunity in my lap, and it was consistent, like, at the time, I was thinking, you know, if I were to get, like, a, you know, gig as, like, a concert dancer, which is, like, a da- like in a dance company, mm-hmm. a touring company, it would be a set job. It's not, like, a music video. It's a one-off thing. It's set, you tour, you rehearse. That's kind of your job. Um, unless I was just going to be dropped in my lap, I just really didn't have the motivation, the passion to really go seek that. And I figured that out kind of in that last year. And I remember my parents were like, what do you want to do with the visa? I'm like, I just don't know. Like played it off a little bit. Like, you know, it's really expensive. What if I don't get it? Meanwhile, I'm like, I just don't think this is what I want. So that's kind of how that played out at that time. Um, I also didn't want to, yeah, I had, you know, disappointing my family was important was a big thing and I knew they were always they've always been supportive like they would have supported me had I wanted to do something else because I didn't know what that was really that was a tough thing to kind of grapple with I'm like what am I going to say really like I don't want to dance but I have no idea what I want to do I know like my dad's side of the family would 100% of my dad always like go to university go to university I'm like no dad I want to dance and I'm like oh shit like I don't actually want to dance nor do I really want to go to school either so I'm like I don't know what to do and I know my dad's other family would have supported me in that 100% um so that was weird even moving here though it I yeah even when I was living here I got that job oh the job at the bar pretty early on like hostessing and then serving bartending um and I it was an interesting Again, like my boyfriend at the time was dancing, so I was getting some things, but I still knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. And it would, it had like some weird effects on me. Like I would not even really want to go home to Ottawa because I didn't want people to ask me mm-hmm. how dance was going really or like what I'm doing. Because really I wasn't doing anything. And I was working at the bar. I was making money. I also enjoyed working at the bar too. Also social, right? Like. Yeah. I liked talking to people that I wasn't going to have to see again. I liked the people I worked with. Like, So you're piecing together the fun. things that you would, without knowing it, you were finding the yeah. things that you liked about a job. 100%. And then now you kind of have like that, that literally, perfect all recipe. The things. Yeah. 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 For your ideal and I job. get, yeah. But I get to see the people that I like to chat with all the time. Um, but yeah, so that was a bit, and it did, it honestly affected, I want to say it didn't affect my relationship with my family it affected, honestly, me wanting to see them. Mm-hmm. I genuinely did not want to be asked what I was doing. I would kind of avoid going home. I also, 
I'd say like I pulled away a little bit because I just didn't want to get into those conversations for a while. Like I like over a year, just you know, I'd obviously still talk to them sometimes, but you know, I don't even know if we used the term ghost back then, but with like ghost messages for yeah. good chunks of time, like. I don't know. And that felt weird. I'm really close to my family. We've always had, we've always all been really close and that felt weird. And being the yeah. firstborn too. And being the firstborn. Yeah. Like you were the first one to go 100%. and try to build a career. Yeah. Did any of your sisters turn out to be dancers? Uh, my youngest sister is a dancer. Shout out to Maxine. She lives here in Toronto. She's more into like the commercial dance side of things. Um, so she does like, I mean, hip hop I'm just this a general, to generalize it but yeah she's done yeah more commercial stuff she's now she's like part of some union thing for actors now so she oh. actually gets some work as like background she's been in a Netflix show like does some background work like that which is cool um yeah she's still dancing my sister right under me just got her CPA she's oh, yeah. a small auntie pants and then the one right under her is actually working at a radio station she's on air um, does some of their like social media stuff and is also teaching dance too. So she's still involved in the dance, studio. Yeah. yeah. Even you know, it's dating back to when I was kind of in this weird period. I know like it, there was talk about us sisters like taking over the dance studio and you know, you don't kind of brush it off like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it in a couple of years. Talk about it in a couple of years. And I'm like, I, it's just not what I want to do. And, and did your sisters kind yeah. of learn from your mistakes or anything? Have you shared, were you too embarrassed at the time to share? I mean, not that it should be something that you're embarrassed about, but it's yeah, coming to terms. Like, yeah. have you ever opened up about that to them? And did they learn from it or? Uh, we, yeah, we've talked about it now. I don't know that they've learned from it. They're all, well, I mean, maybe, maybe without knowing, without me knowing. Um, yeah, we've had, definitely had more open conversations about that now. Now that you have your yeah. Now that I feel good. <laughs> now that you're okay. Now that I'm okay, we, <laughs> we can, can talk, talk about, about it. it yeah. But it is a weird thing to talk about. And like I've had like people in my family be like, "So what? You're just gonna quit dance?" I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, "Well, you know, your parents like sent you to New York, and you're just what not gonna do it?" And I was like, "I don't want to." <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That yeah. is that is a difficult thing. Like it's not just about you. You feel like you're responsible and you've not taken advantage of, but it's a lot of pressure and not necessarily having a conversation with your parents about it. They want the best for you, unless yeah. they've explicitly they're the strict type like, of parents yeah. or like no, you're doing yeah. this. Yeah, no. Um, both like entrepreneurs, both yeah. in the arts too. Like can understand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I think it's more of like the internal struggle. One hundred percent. And you not wanting to go see them because you're like, I don't want them to think yeah. I'm a failure. 100%. <laughs> like, be concerned. Like, I dropped dancing to work at a bar. 100%. And it's, yeah. You just, you literally just don't want to be asked. And that's what also kind of, I don't, triggered, I don't think it's not the right word I'm looking for, but, you know, prompted me to stop answering things, mm. just not wanting to get into any sort of conversation that will end up in anyone being like, so... Have you been to any auditions lately? Have you done this? And then going home and just putting on this smiley face and being like, I'm really enjoying the bar. And like, yeah. everyone's like, well, I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, what, what I did take away from all of that, when you are genuinely 
happy and enjoying something, everyone is happier for you. Everyone is happy for you. And I even experience that sometimes, and I don't know, now talking about it, maybe I was just kind of putting on this show and really trying to sell bartending at the time because that's all I was really doing. But I mean, I did genuinely really like it and would go home and when I was talking about it, everyone's like, oh, that actually sounds really cool. I'm like, yeah, it has been really cool. And yeah, just when you, when it, you're coming across as just genuinely happy, they're going to be happy for you no matter what. And that, yeah. I think you had to go through that path. Like you not going to dance school, like school for dance yeah. wasn't actually an option for you until you saw it through. Mm-hmm. Like, and you reached that dead end. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well now I have to reinvent myself, 100%. figure out what I actually want to do because mm-hmm. yeah, it does feel at a certain point looking back on these things, it feels like, yeah, I was lazy. I didn't want to do things, but no, like, you know yourself, you know yeah. that you, given that your accomplishments today, it's not about the being the work ethic or anything like that. It's just yeah. that motivation. It's like, actually, your body's telling you, I actually don't want this. Yeah. 100%. But it, thinking about like it is a hard pill to swallow because you've put so much effort into this like your family's supported you mm-hmm. through it and everyone at the end just thinks that nicole is going to be a dancer yeah this is, this this is, is what she is like this is her big is break yeah but yeah it's that there was no big break yeah it's just <laughs> there was breaking, a breakdown yeah <laughs> breaking that image breaking and yeah. um that's that's the hardest part it's realizing that you don't want the things that you thought you wanted yeah yeah it's tough, but I mean, it brings you to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I love it here. I love what I do. I love people I work with. I feel, yeah, really lucky. And the fact that when you were describing how scared you were going into coaching shows mm-hmm. how much you actually cared about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're going in at cocky. It's like, okay, if it doesn't turn out, like, yeah, whatever. It turn out. But like, oh. you were really scared because you actually, yeah. It's another thing, like, you're deep down, you really want it to work. Yeah. As much as I, I care about the job, I care so much about the experience that everybody else has. Mm-hmm. And I think that too sometimes almost causes me anxiety, but not in bad, like, I just, I care so much about the experience that a member has in our space. That's like all that matters the second anyone walks in. Like the second someone walks in, I want to just be standing in the lobby and learning everyone's names, knowing everyone's names. Like my favorite, honestly, favorite thing to do here, sorry to anyone who thinks my favorite thing is coaching, is literally sitting doing check-in at the front. Like as members are walking in, getting to just kind of create that culture, create that vibe that is what we do best. And I arguably, I'd say for your, like this location does it like top notch. I think, I don't know, just the way that we make people feel from the, like walking in the front desk to in the studio, I don't know, we care. We all care a lot about that experience for people and I don't know, it's cool. Yeah, and what's the best kind, or what kind of feedback have you gotten throughout the years? Like given the fact that you poured your soul into giving them this experience, what feedback have you directly or indirectly received from members? Nicole is the only reason that I go to Fort York or I go to OTF. Like, if she wasn't there, I wouldn't go there. Like, okay, that seems dramatic, but that's nice. <laughs> but it might be, it's <laughs> a reality nice. for someone, yeah. Um, 
Like, what's something that someone has said or some things that people have said about you that you could be having, like, an absolute shit day and then you remember these things or someone tells you, like, how you've made a difference in their life and that's enough to turn it around? Yeah. Um, Recently, I've had someone message me um, just about, well, what started out is just, like, you have no idea kind of the energy and like how good you make people feel. She went into a little bit about like an eating disorder and she's like to think like my body's capable of doing these things. Like she's like, you believe in us and we don't even believe in ourselves really. And to be able to know that my body's capable of that means so much. So thank you. And that stuff like obviously feels good to hear. And that's how I want to make everybody feel. Um, yeah. Also, you know, and I know, like, you have too, because like, being in the dance world, had my fair share of <laughs> disordered eating. Yeah. Um, so, and my mindset has shifted, obviously, so much since then. So to be able to feel like you're making that kind of difference for someone else is, is really cool. And, yeah, our bodies are, bodies a temple, you know? Yeah. And, like, we're yeah. capable of so much. And, yeah. So that kind of stuff makes me. So do you feel like the way that you coach or the way that you manage a studio or, um, yeah, like the experience you're trying to create, are you trying to be the person that you wish you had for yourself? Like when you walked into an orange theory or when you walked into the gym, like, do you, are you trying to hundred percent and what parts of that is it? Like what, what Um, part of a coach do you want? Well, I think it, I mean the, I mean, not to be technical here with my verbiage, but like even like personal touches make so much of a difference. And there, there are things that even if I'm going to use orange theory, like that they've, I heard from a coach at Bloor West and that stuck with me all the way till now. And like, it's those, I don't know, those small things and those personal things where, so this specific example and anybody that goes to orange theory has heard me say this too. Um, this specific coach somehow, and I hadn't even been there that long. And she was like, I think you need to start on the rowers, like between the rower and the floor. And I was like, really, why? And she went into this whole thing about, she's like, I can tell you like the floor. She's like, you hate running. I know that. I can see that. She's like, so you always wanted to start with it to get it over with. Right. And she's like, but you thrive on the floor. You like it. She's like, start there. You'll be able to like put everything she's like you're gonna get on the treadmill you're competitive with yourself as it is you're gonna get up there you're gonna set your same speeds right mm-hmm. she's like get the floor done lift as you can get through as much as you can and then you're gonna go to the tread and you're just gonna do what you would do either way she's like vice versa you're just trying to get the treadmill out of the way then you get to the floor you are gas whatever blah 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 but that happened early on and I was like well like I didn't even know she knew me right and to be able to sit and have that conversation with me was cool for me I was like, okay, that's nice. She yeah. remembered me. She like can pick up on things that I maybe wouldn't even have picked up on. Um, anyways, that was not the most particular way to describe that situation, but it was just those small personal touches. Again, even small things like remembering names. I have people. We have people now walk in. I'm like, oh hey, say their name, and they're like, oh my god, I didn't even know you knew that. And you can kind of see that little bit of like they glow a little bit that right and like that's such a big thing for people we don't even really for me it's I just want everyone to feel that good if I'm going to know everyone else's name I want to know your name too 
and for them it's just this huge thing just I don't know the coach the coach remembered me like yeah it's a small cool. thing that you do every day consistently, yeah but yeah for them, it makes like a world the of world a of a difference yeah. like they'll come back and be like I went home and told my partner that you remembered my name and they were so excited <laughs> I'm like what okay so what is the biggest assumption that people have of you Ooh, the biggest assumption that people have of me honestly that I am like a super social butterfly I love to sit on my couch and do nothing. And I think everyone says that, but like, I had to say I'm a, so, I'm a social. You're an sorry, extrovert. I, I am an extrovert. I am an extroverted introvert, I think sometimes. Well, most of the time. Like I, over anything, would choose to just like be at home, glass of wine, coffee, like watching movies. I could do that literally all the time over going out. Who are the most influential people in your life? Oh, who are the most influential people in my life? Who are the most influential? I would say Ian's one of the most influential people in my life. I would say, and she probably won't believe this, but I'm going to say it anyways, my sister, Adrian, the one right under me, one of the more influential people in my life. Um, and I'd argue, sorry, age, but like, no real work-life balance, but is always, always, always there for you when you need her. That's something I struggle with on my end. Like, if I, like, I'll read something and if I'm even remotely overwhelmed, I'm just like, I can't answer this. And I just don't. She's like, you need her. She's there. She has the biggest heart, but is, like, the most hardworking, literally working, like, person that I know. So, I mean, she could use a little more work-life balance, but she, you know, really is always, always, always there when you need her, and that's something that inspires me. We're in a bit of a unique position, too, where we actually know so many people, and, like, even just talking to people around here, like, influences me positively. Like... But you're inspired by others. I'm inspired as opposed to so much by being others. like envious. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It is. It is really cool to be able to meet and know people and and see them more than once too. And it's funny when I was working at the bar back in the day, I was like, it's really cool to have like these nights where you just meet a bunch of people, but great, I don't have to see them again. Yeah. Like that was kind of the mindset at the time. I'm like, this is like a great night chatting with a ton of people, but like, see ya. Now. I'm like, I love being able to see these people who inspire me. Even A, like what they do, B, just knowing they we have some just genuinely kind, loving people. Like we people bring us coffees and mm -hmm. for no reason. Like that I think is also kind of like what you said earlier, like what's kind of the best feedback or like what do people think about you? But that those things that don't even they're not even saying anything really, but that means so much to us and says a lot about kind of the impact we have on people. And it keeps you going. It's cool. It does keep you going. I love people bring me coffee. <laughs> <laughs> now all the members. Okay, so now I'm going to ask your favorite question. Oh, no. Take us through a day in your life. Oh, a day in my life. Especially your morning routine. <laughs> what day? My morning routine. I told you, I wake up on the couch at 5 a.m. confused. <laughs> half a cup of coffee in front of me, half a glass of wine. Don't know how I got there. Do you drink a lot of coffee no. in the day? 
today? In the day. In like, the day? In general. Yeah. Are you asking me this just to be polite? You know the answer to this. Yeah. No, I pretty much want, strictly. Like, at night, do you drink coffee? Uh, I will drink coffee until whatever coffee I have that day is done, like my last coffee. I will drink coffee. I'm sometimes drinking a co- finishing a coffee when I finish coaching here at 9 p.m. But it does not affect my sleep at night. But, well... It might I be. I say that. But, I'm like, yeah. it might be, actually. But um, you don't feel it. <laughs> a day in the life. Let's see. What does a day for me look like? I've become a morning person over the years. Not morning morning. Not a crazy 5.45 a.m. workout or mm-hmm. morning. Um, I'd say these, like, I'll notch. I kind of wake up around 7.38. A good day. I don't typically start... Most days working here, I don't come in until a little bit later, but I'm here late, so the day looks a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll wake up, first thing I do, typically pop a coffee pot on, um, get my coffee going, my first of approximately five to six coffees in the day, on average, which would explain a lot about... Are you a coffee honey. snob, or is it literally no, just... No, I'll drink any coffee. Any coffee. Yeah, okay. I'll drink any coffee. Black? Black. Black. Okay. Yeah. No sugar. No sugar. No milk. If I were to spice it up, it'd be like an almond milk latte or like an almond milk flat white with maybe one pump of vanilla. Okay. If I were to spice it up. If you're but feeling crazy. I am not, and sorry to everyone out there, not, you won't find me ordering the PSLs. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but they smell good. Um, yeah, I'll pop a coffee on. I will wash up make breakfast. I typically will sit, kind of open my computer, um, see what's up here with work, (laughs) but in a good way. Um, I have adopted a little bit of a walk in the morning. Also, Toby, (laughs) I, my dog who has been in Ottawa though for the last little bit, obviously when he's here with me, like go for a big walk. Um, but yeah, I've adopted going for walks in the morning. Feels good. Listen to some music, get a coffee on the way. <laughs> so in addition to the <laughs> coffee, on the second made. coffee in the yeah. morning. So this is I, after breakfast. I'm not typically a morning workouter either. So if, well, when workouts happen, they are either midday or after work. Um, I've a couple of times more recently done some morning classes, um, it's a little bit tougher too when I have Toby. Um, our walks are long too, so when I when we do that, it takes a good chunk out of the morning, um, and then I come to work, spend a good portion of my day here. For the most part, too, like manager versus coaching, like a day would be me working kind of out front from like eleven, twelve until five, and then I'll end up coaching till nine. Um, And if anybody would like to know what I eat for breakfast most days, it's toast, eggs, spinach, a little bit of cheese, and then a couple scoops of peanut butter on the side. That's my morning breakfast. On the side? Like scooping it out of the jar. But it doesn't go on the toast? No. The eggs go on the toast with the spinach. So you eat that separately and then you just have peanut butter on its own? Yes. Like the craft? Spoonfuls. The craft peanut butter? Um, No, the natural peanut butter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I find... The craft peanut butter easier to eat because it's like smooth and like kind of I sweet. like no. I don't have a sweet tooth either though. Okay. Hence my whole breakfast is just <laughs> savory. Toast and 
eggs and cheese and spinach. Um, good balance. Yeah, it is a good balance. Tasty balance. But yeah, I'll pop peanut butter. Also, it fills me up a little more. I can eat a lot. Also, maybe that's an assumption too. I can, or people maybe don't know about me. I can inhale so much food. There you go. For everyone out there. Everyone I ate a lot. She's on a juice cleanse. I ate a lot. 24 yeah, 7. <laughs> it would be a coffee cleanse for coffee starters. Um, and then, yeah, I spend good chunk of my days here obviously um on nights i get out of here a little bit earlier i will work out um how many days a week do you work out how many days a week like four or five four four or five yeah um i did want to ask you how like working in fitness because it's something it's not like a nine to five like someone who works in like advertising like you can easily like tune it out or depending on the yeah. person. Um, but because this is something that has to be part of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Fitness mm-hmm. is something that you kind of advocate for. And yeah. so it comes off, you don't want to come off as a hypocrite. Yeah. Right. And yeah. You, that's why you, I mean, it's not the reason why you work out, but how does that kind of shape your, your view on, on exercise and does it pressure you at all? Like if one day you're just not feeling it, like what goes uh, on in your head? Yes and no. Yes and no. I would say, and I would say this to anyone, to members who would ask me the same thing, like, if, like, your list, A, listen to your body, right? Like, I definitely have days where I'm like, it's just not in the cards for me today, and I know that, and it's not, I know it's not going to make me feel better to push myself into doing this, and that's going to be okay, and I would say the same thing to anyone. I... There are definitely, I would say there are stints of time, even like a week or two where I fall into this, okay, like I'm just not feeling it. And, and then all of a sudden it's been two weeks. I've done next to nothing and have to show up here and be like, run faster. Yeah. I mean, I get made fun of all the time for not taking classes quite as much, right? They're like, well, why don't you get up there? And I'm like, ha ha. And like turn around and be like, I haven't at this moment in time, like haven't worked out in a week and that doesn't feel great for me. Um... So, yeah, there is that little bit of, obviously, pressure to, you know, do that. But I I think we all, we all fall into that. And I think it would be good for people to know that, we like, not every day is, yeah. is great. Not like, every day is de- leg day. <laughs> not every day is leg day. Like, it doesn't always feel good. And it doesn't happen sometimes mm-hmm. for a good stretch of time. And, yeah, it is it is an interesting thing mentally when that's how, when you have moments like that, because you would, you know, encourage people to move even when you're feeling that and just do something. Meanwhile, you are having a hard time doing that yourself. Prioritizing. Yeah. Prioritizing that. Um, It's hard sometimes. Like it is when you are thinking about a task that needs to be done, even though like you have a long time to complete it. Sometimes you're like, Mm -hmm. no, I want to do it now or you're just like sucked into and you feel that stress that you don't feel like going to the gym. You feel like it's kind of futile Yeah. to be doing 100%. that. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I could be doing anything else. Like I'm really going to go. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird feeling when that happens, but it happens. I always feel it happens. It a hundred percent happens. And I always feel better. Obviously. After, well, for the most part, I feel better after I work out and I've, I've made this comment too a couple of times like I'll even have 
doesn't it's not always like a week or two but like even a couple of days I just feel off and I come or I'll like I'll come here and do class or do one workout I'm like I my like my mental like my mental clarity is mm-hmm. there like everything and I'm just like you it's go in wild. feeling anxious and then afterwards yeah. it feels like oh yeah. like why was I even anxious before yeah <laughs> yeah and we tell people that's that's the funny thing too is like we we know that and we tell people that and the result like it's proven but it's it's just it's hard to do that for yourself all the time right okay all right we're gonna do a few like speed round questions okay Okay. so don't think too much about it give me like a short okay answer okay favorite way to (laughs) de-stress as we're talking about this honestly movie on the couch glass of wine falling asleep there falling (laughs) actually no falling asleep on the couch actually stresses me out (laughs) i do fall asleep there but a lot of time. But waking up on the couch stresses me out. But yes, de-stress, movie, glass of wine, balcony door cracked open just a little bit. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how would your parents describe what you do? Um, what do you mean? Like how do like your job? How is your my like, job? They asked Nicole. I was like, how, how's little Nicole doing? <laughs> like, she's great. She's uh, managing a fitness studio and she's a coach and she's thriving. Is probably how those they would are say it. verbatim. Yeah, verbatim. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite part about the job? I know you said a lot of things, but just try to. Fa- my it. favorite part about the job? Check in. <laughs> check in. <laughs> Literally, check in. Um, the members, 100%. Like the culture, the feeling of watching people walk in for class. Ever, like, honestly, I'd argue there's no better feeling than watching members talk to each other. And they don't know here. each other. Yeah. That actually happened this morning. And I was watching them and I peeked out. Was it a minute? Wait, was it today or was it yesterday? And I was like, look at them talking to each other on the treadmill. Like, Aww. don't even know each other. I was like, this is so cute. <laughs> like, I don't even know what they could possibly be talking about. You're like, these be like polar opposite people. And they're just chatting about God knows what. I'm like, this is literally the best. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. The hardest part of the job. Ooh. To kind of deliver like this same energy at all times even for me believe it or not folks is really difficult like not obviously every day is great Mm -hmm. going to from being here like five six hours and having to strap the mic on and bring that energy bring that heat that everyone expects all the time is hard so i'd say yeah delivering the exact same and and the energy that i know that i have and that i know that i bring and i know that people like and need and that's what brings them some people like to my class being able to deliver that consistently is hard okay. yeah i'd say that's the hardest part of the job it looks easy but great you're like oh nicole's <laughs> great nicole's so i'm doing a good job at it <laughs> yeah i know exactly it's like everyone's like oh nicole is like the cheerleader how are you like energy. this all the time yeah like mm. <laughs> like it's tweaking on the Sundays. inside that's why yeah. there's all that coffee involved. yeah that's why there's all the coffee okay, yeah so what's your least favorite part of the job. Ooh, what is my least favorite part of this job? I noticed how I said something that you not hate. <laughs> you said yeah, something that you don't enjoy as much. Um, what is my least favorite part about the job? Um, delivering negative feedback to, to the team. To the team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Having to be a boss. Having to be a boss. Although I like a lot of parts about it, but yeah. Having to. <laughs> um so 
what would you say i mean it could be something that you would say to nicole from like five years ago four or five mm-hmm. years ago or someone who is aspiring to be where you are mm-hmm. first of all like don't be afraid of opportunity i found myself doing that a lot feeling like i don't deserve it being given these things being like i don't know why you're getting there's a re there's always a reason right people aren't gonna give you things if you don't deserve they it don't feel like you're um yeah up to par so i'd say just like trust that you deserve the opportunities um listen to people it's hard and i'm the worst for this like i don't i don't take uh compliments well i'd say hear it acknowledge it understand the impact you're having on people but don't rely on that to make you feel like you're doing a good job trust in what you know trust that you're doing a good job because you've worked hard for it and are doing a good job think i'd say yeah take it acknowledge it it's great you want to be having that positive impact on people but know that kind of for yourself as well and don't rely on other people telling you that because you're going to have days where you don't hear that and you're going to walk out of here feeling like i didn't didn't do my job shit job today that's good and everybody hates me really good (laughs) yeah yeah so i would say that especially when you're interacting with people in like the volume that we are yeah Yeah. so would be my advice okay and deadlift heavyweights deadlift heavyweights. <laughs> you are, always no you are not using <laughs> you are 15 not pound dumbbells. 15 pound weights. good try though yeah it was yeah. cute of you to try <laughs> it was really cute and with that stereotypical trainer inside joke that concludes my interview with nicole thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of empowering xx i really hope you enjoyed it and perhaps took something valuable from nicole's journey if you have any questions for myself or for nicole please shoot me a dm on instagram or even email me at coach at gmail.com If you are interested in sharing your story or know someone who you think should be featured, please contact me as well. But until next time, ta-ta for now.